couple and their ministry and how much they serve and how much they impact uh, this area for your work, God. We thank you so much for that, God. And we just pray this morning, Lord, that you speak through Bob, um, that we can have hearts ready to hear what you have to say through him this morning. And I pray, Lord, that you can just really give him um, the boldness, the passion, and the words to say this morning, Lord, and to speak from your, from your heart, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Wes. Thank you. Um, can I have the title up, please, of today's? Well, you know we're doing this uh, series on, on growing, and uh, it should say underneath there, grow in troubled times. Um, yeah, we've got trouble in our world sometimes, haven't we? And uh, there's a lot of it about. If I say the word uh, Brexit, sorry, I said it. I said it, I couldn't help it. And election. Uh, but that's nothing, is it, really? I mean, if you lived in Syria, you'd think that was nothing. If you lived in certain parts of Africa and South America, in a favela in somewhere like Brazil, what are you worried about? But nevertheless, troubled times, uncertain times, aren't they? And uh, they can be difficult. And then there's trouble in our own personal lives. Uh, worries that we have about our health, about someone else's health, uh, whether it's bereavement, whether it, whatever it is. You know, you know, this is a world where there can be trouble. And uh, I knew that God wanted me to speak about this today. And uh, I was so kind of, and am so kind of nervous about it. Uh, Jim reminded me earlier on about what it's like the feeling the morning after when you've had a really good curry the night before. I'm just, just saying, lots of, lots of curried meat going inside you and you get that feeling in the morning that you don't ever want to eat again, you know. Well, I kind of got that feeling now, just getting up and talking, you know, because uh, I, I want to do, I want to, God's, told me something and I know it's what he wants me to say uh, but it doesn't stop me from being any nervous about, less nervous about it um, a man called C.S. Lewis he wrote a book called The Problem of Pain and uh, it's a very good book but uh, he, he makes an apology in it a kind of a, 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 an apology which says this, it says uh, I'm writing this book but I haven't really had the experiences that, that some of you have had, and, and I, I feel a bit guilty about writing this book. It's a brilliant book, but he felt a bit guilty because he hadn't really felt pain as such. And then he married a lady uh, called Joy, and uh, she died very soon after uh, he married her. And he wrote another book, and it was called A Grief Observed, because now he'd felt it as well as written about it. And I just wanted, God told me to, to show, uh, I think I've got the photograph in the right order. Um, God told me to show you this photograph, um, this 
and if I get a bit, <laughs> I am, but that's what God wanted me to be. He wanted me to have my heart melted. See, so I have to put up with me for a little while. Okay, this is my lovely sister, Kay. Um, yeah. Uh, she died of cancer, leaving uh, two children. Uh, I'm big brother. Supposed to look after her, but I couldn't help her. And uh, she was 35 when she died, and I miss her. Yeah? Thanks. Uh, I don't know how people manage, because I've had other stuff as well. Um, I don't know how people manage without Jesus. Yeah? I, I don't know how, if you haven't got real hope in your life, I don't know how, if you haven't got someone to hold you like Jesus, if, if you haven't got people around you like you people, I don't know how you manage. I don't know how you get over stuff. All, all I know is that I can remember saying to my mum, uh, as, Elaine, as Kay was dying and I, I was by her bedside um, I didn't know you could feel so much pain do you know I needed Jesus at that moment my family needed Jesus at that moment but, but that's how you that's the only way I get through life because I know Jesus as my saviour. This is how I fight my battles, okay? And that's why I asked for that song from Astrid, because I fight my battles with Jesus, with him by me. I've got a lovely wife who, who's wonderful, but that's how she fights her battles as well, with Jesus. Um, if you hear nothing else this morning... Just grab that, won't you? Just, just hold on to that. Uh, and this is another thing. This is a, a redwood tree. If you want to be posh, it's a sequoia. Okay. Uh, they're native to Canada. You do see some in this country, and, and they grow quite well. But this, this is a, a redwood tree. It's an enormous tree. It, it's the tallest of trees. Uh, it can grow an enormous girth and the oldest known dating is about 2,000 years but they suspect some of them could go back as much as 4,000 years but they can't really find out. Um, they're so old as well that the, they know that the inside begins to rot away so they can't even count the rings. They're enormous but they don't all... They don't all last for thousands of years. Uh, in fact, they look amazing, but they're actually fairly fragile. They're quite fragile. And the reason for them being fragile is this. Despite being massive, tall, impressive things, they've got very shallow roots. Very shallow roots. 
if there's a wind or a storm and they're exposed, they can get blown over. Uh, you know, if there's a wind or a storm and we're exposed, we can get blown over if we haven't got deep roots. Can we show another, the next one please? This sometimes is the bane of our lives in our garden. It's a hypericum. It looks very nice when all the, uh, when all, all the flowers are out. Nice yellow flowers, you can see a couple there. It, it, but it, it really grows fast and, and big and I'm forever cutting bits off it. A couple of years ago, Laney said to me, you've got to cut that right down. In fact, if we can get rid of it, it would be great. Um, the irony of it, I believe it came from Kay's garden, didn't it? Yeah. Huh. She left a memory with me there. Um, I cut it down right to the bottom. And then I tried to dig its roots out. Flipping egg. I mean, I would have had to tunnel down to Australia. It's, it's, right, by the, it's right by a fence and, and, by, and by a path as well. And I'm trying to get down to this flipping thing. And I just gave up in the end, you know, because there's more to life, you know what I mean? And, uh, and there it is. Bear in mind, a couple of years ago, I cut it right down. And look, it's back again you know why because it's got a really good root system it digs right down and, and it, its roots go along and oh boy you're going to have trouble shifting that this is what it says in the bible now actually I'm going to get something else out hang on uh, do you think you'd dig in there and get my um, iPad out I've got an iPad and I know how to use it. That's cool. There's a reason for this. Honestly, there's a reason for it. If Elaine can find it. Just, you know, we could do a song. There it is. Cool. You watch the way I can switch it on too. I know. I know how to do this. Yeah. Password. Dear, oh dear, it's upside down. How does it go upside down? I don't know how that works. Okay, there's a reason for me doing this. Okay, it's very simple. Let's find, let's find what I'm looking for. Great, called apps. I know that. You look for the right app. Anyway, okay. I wanted the. No, it's all right. Not yet. Not yet. Just wait. Hang on, I'll let, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. All right. Okay. Um, I told Astrid about those pictures of the Hypericum and the Redwood because I wanted, God had said to me, roots. And uh, these things came in, things I was reading and things I saw. And, and I knew God wanted me to say something. So um, I had... I went and had some coffee with, with Tim in, uh, in Rose Hill Costa. There are other Costas and other cafes that you can use, but, you know. Uh, and I told him what I was doing, 
And he reminded me of a verse that I was thinking about, and it's this verse. It's Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him. For when those winds come, for those troubled times and, and, and all of that. This morning, I, um, I sometimes flick onto a thing, you know, Bible Gateway, anyone know that? Anyway, I just thought I'd flick into it and see what the verse of the day was. And this is the verse of the day. It's Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Now, if you've seen the Bible, it's quite a big book. You know, it's got lots of verses in it. And yet today, the verse is this. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. I was really worried about doing this talk, but when God does that, and let you know, yeah, I do want you to talk about that. We need to be rooted in Jesus. We need to be walking with him, talking with him, spending time with him, so that our roots go deep and they, they drink up from him, that they get their nourishment from Jesus, from being with Jesus. It's not something you read about, it's something you experience. It's something you live in. So that when things happen, bad things happen. Or, or you're going through insecure times. When the news says this and Boris and Swinson and all the rest of them, Mr. Corbyn, come on your tellies and tell you this is going to happen and they're going to do that and they're going to do this and... There's going to be more money around than you can ever imagine. Do you know what? Jesus knows what's going on. He's the one you want to be rooted in. Don't be rooted in anything else. Be rooted, be built up in him. Because he's the one that, that matters. And I so believe, I so believe that that's what Jesus wants you to know this morning. He wants you to know that because there's none of us who aren't touched by trouble in some way or find a, you find yourself in a place of uncertainty. And there'll be people here today who are in places of uncertainty. But this is, this is the verse, this is the verse that God first pointed to me in the Bible, and this is where he first spoke to me, and I didn't get it first of all, so could you put this one up please, it's from Genesis chapter 15 verse 13, let me give you the uh, context of this, uh, the children of Israel have just come through the Red Sea, okay, and Pharaoh's armies have been chasing them, and they've got through the Red Sea, out into the 
into the wilderness area, okay, and uh, they're there, and they're very happy. This is a song of praise. God, you've delivered us from our enemies, and you look after us, okay, which is really cool. But then they're there, and they're looking around, and you get this flavor in, in later on in the, in the story, because children of Israel had spent all their time being both persecuted and made as slaves but in one place there'd been a place called Goshen which is an area kind of within Egypt and they weren't supposed to come out of that area except to do work they were basically slaves because they were regarded as unclean by the Egyptians Okay, so they had to stay in this one place. And uh, there they were suddenly in a new area. They'd not been there before. They didn't, know, they didn't know where they were going. They didn't know how to live in this area. They'd never been here before. Totally uncertain. If you've ever been in a place where you're completely lost and you don't know what's, what's going on, Moses had been given a message from God. Aaron had been part of it. Sister Miriam kind of vaguely knew what was going on. But the rest of them hadn't a clue. If, if, if you think we're being led um, in blind areas that we don't know about because of what's going on in our country at the moment, it was ten times worse for them they didn't know what was going on. This was completely unknown. They were used to being in one particular place. And although they were being made as slaves, at least they knew what was going on. And later on, being the sort of people they could be, they complained, you know, oh, it was better back in Egypt, you know. We got everything there. Which they didn't, but you know how people can be. It was an unknown area for them. But this verse, this is, this is a verse that, that's not the verse I asked for. No wonder you're looking at it and thinking, that's weird. Yeah, interesting. Okay. And, and, uh, and probably, I'm going to check. Yeah, this is the right one. You're, you're okay. You've got the right one, Jeff. Okay. Here, here's some. Anyone got a Bible on them? Check up Genesis 15, 13. See if I got it right. Yeah. This is interactive. No, you read that. Then the Lord said to him, Know that for certain your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own. There you are. And yet, for some reason, yeah, that's it. Right. This is, what does verse 14 say? No, definitely not. <laughs> I'm loving this. This is great. This is, what, this is what was supposed to be up there. So you can take that one down. Okay, take it down. I like that. 
in your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. Okay? That's not out there. So don't look at it because you won't see it. Yeah. These people were uncertain about stuff. And Miriam sings this song and gets them to sing it as well. In your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. God's unfailing love never lets you down, never messes you up, never gets the wrong verse. Everything, you know, he, his love is so great. He sent Jesus to die for us. He loves us that much. Hold on to that, right? That's part of being rooted is to know who your God is, okay? Know who your God is. Your unfailing love you will lead the people you have redeemed. God has saved us. He created us. He's bought us with the blood of Jesus. He cares about us. He's got our interests at heart. He wants the best for us. When he leads us, he won't lead us the wrong way. He won't lead us in a way just to get what he wants he wants to lead us to what's best for us. He's going to guide us, it says. In your strength, you will guide them. We need his guidance. God doesn't force us. He doesn't give us a whole load of rules that we have to follow. He gives us guidance that we need to listen and we are stupid if we don't listen to it. You know, it's like a kid who you say, um, don't touch that. If you touch that, it will burn you. Okay? And you know it'll burn. And the child touches it. Ah, it burns them. Listen to what you're told. Listen to what God says to you. But you can only do that if you're, if you're always listening to him. That's what being rooted is. Being rooted is being close to him, listening to him. He will guide us. He'll guide you. And he's going to guide you. And I love what it says here. It says, in your strength, and God's strength is stronger than anything that can come against us. That's how we can fight our battles. I, this is how I fight my battles. I fight my battles with God. Okay? If I rely on my strength, well, I, I, can't even, I can't even get a verse right on the Bible. You know what I mean? It's Exodus. Of course it's Exodus. That's what I wrote there. That's why, that's why Jeff's got the right verse. But you see, I'm not being funny. Is that by accident? No. Just come on. God's saying, look, the bloke up in front of you is ordinary. He can talk to you. I spent this morning mopping up the toilets because 
we had a leak in under the sink and moving some fox poo away from so that people wouldn't tread on it. I'm just ordinary, but God doesn't get stuff wrong. God doesn't mess up. God is strong. And do you know what? You lot are, you lot are ace. This morning, you've given me strength. Strength to stand up and say what God wants me to say. To, to encourage me. Because without you lot, and with God's people, and without him, I'd be like one of those redwood trees. It's not about looking good. It's about where your roots are. That's what it's about. It's not being the biggest tree in the forest. It's being the closest to Jesus. And walking with him day by day. Another friend helped us out, Mark. He, he reminded me of a verse. This is why we need each other. To just speak into each other's lives. This is, this is the ver- a verse I love, but just need it to be reminded about. It's Philippians. I'm certain of this one. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. And it says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And this is the important bit. And the peace of God, okay, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus get all of that? Did you get all of that? It's God's peace. It's the peace of God, okay? It transcends all understanding. You can't understand it. Uh, it, It's a peace that doesn't belong in your life because everything says, this is bad, this isn't good, and yet, when you hand it to God, he gives you that peace. And what does that peace do? It it guards your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's where we need to be. That's where our roots need to be in this world. That's what what we've got to be doing. Getting close to Jesus. Walking with him. Um, uh, I'm going to reread now, because it says it here. Reread that Colossians verse. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Don't forget that. You know, praise and thankfulness they're great rooting powder. You know, if you're going to, uh, you, you can do cuttings, okay, and try and get them to root. And one of the things that you can use is rooting powder. It helps them. You ask Jill, she knows all about that sort of thing. She'll tell you. Do you know, I think we need good rooting powder. And I've already told you what some of the rooting powder is. You 
our rooting powder. I, I can't do without you. You can't do without you. This is, this is why God put us together as his people, as this is what church is. Church is you. Not, not this. Church is you. I can't do without you. you you're like rooting powder. You, you help me put my roots down. Prayer is rooting powder. Walking with Jesus is rooting power. Listening to him, listening to what he's got to say to you, that's rooting powder. And, uh, you know, uh, just knowing, knowing who God is, knowing that he is, he is that one of unfailing love. He's redeemed us. He, he's strong. He'll guide us. And, and what I like as well, it says... He'll guide us to your holy dwelling. You know, I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I do know where I'm going to end up because God has got a place for me. And I've, I, God's got a place in, for me in two ways. He's got a place for me here and he's got a place for me in heaven. One day I'm going to be with Jesus uh, in an amazing way. And I know that. But also, I know that God will guide me to where he wants me to be. We spoke a bit about that in our life group this week. I want to be where God wants me to be. I want him to show me where he wants me to be because then I can really put down roots. Because if I follow where I want to be, I could be in the wrong place. I don't want that. I want to be in the right place. And knowing who God is, that, that's rooting powder. And also comfort. Do you know, um, there's a bit somewhere in the Bible, I can't remember where it is offhand now, but it talks about us comforting each other with the comfort that we've had. Roughly, what it says. But that's about it, isn't it? We can comfort each other in the way that we've been comforted. We can look after each other in the way that someone's looked after us, can't we? That's what caring is about. That's what we're about. I've come to the end of what, I, what God wanted me to say this morning. I'm sorry if bits of it have been a bit disjointed. Um, on another way, I'm not. Because I think God wants you to respond not to a flashy talk but to what he speaks to in your life because that's what matters uh, not, not saying well you know that was a good talk or that was a bad talk God wants you to respond this morning responding might simply mean remembering some of that stuff and bringing it into your life next week it might be thinking yeah I want to be more rooted in Jesus I, I, want, I want that and it might be that there, there could be I'm not sure if there are but there could be people here who don't know Jesus I don't know how you manage I don't know how you cope with some of the stuff that comes up in life uh, I've known depression in my life and Jesus saw me through depression without that I, I'd be at, Again, my, my lovely wife helped and other people helped. I'm part of something bigger, you know? I'm part of the biggest enterprise in the world. It's better than 
being part of the Labour Party or the Tory Party or whatever party you want. I'm part of the Jesus Party, yeah? And that's the best. I know where I am. I know who's got me. And all I'd say is there's anybody here who hasn't got that, then get it. Please get it because I don't know how you manage otherwise. I'm going to pray now. I'm not going to ask for any hands up type stuff. But uh, yeah, if, if you do want to know any more or you want prayer or anything like that, there are people who you can speak to. And uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Father God, thank you for looking after me and for looking after my family and for looking after my family of here, for my church family. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that your love is unfailing. Thank you that your leading never goes the wrong way. Thank you for redeeming us. Thank you for being strong. Thank you for your guidance and thank you that one day each one of us will be in your holy dwelling, the place where you want us to be. Father God, I pray your blessing upon everybody here this morning that they will be rooted in you and that they will know Jesus more day by day. And Father God, if there's someone here who doesn't know you, I pray you will touch their heart right now and speak to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Of course you can.